Welcome to a talk from St. Saviour's Sunbury. We hope it blesses you. Good morning, lovely people. We're continuing today on our series from Ephesians. And we're looking at Ephesians 6 today. So it's the last chapter, the last one. And the title of this talk um, is The Ability to Stand. Um, now, if you remember, if you were here a couple of weeks ago, we were looking at church unity. And in Ephesians 4, Paul used a technique of repeating a word multiple times. And the word <clears throat> he repeated was one. And I'm just going to read you that little sentence because in one sentence he used that word a lot. He says, there is one body, one spirit, and you were called to have one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. And in chapter 6... Paul uses a similar technique, but this time he uses the word stand. And he says, <clears throat> put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And when you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then. So being one was very important to Paul and standing is very important to Paul as well. So I thought, well, is it only Paul that's interested in standing? So I did a little bit of research and I did a a search in the Bible to find out how many times stand firm was mentioned, and it came up about 30 times. And so I've just picked four of those times. I've picked two from the Old Testament and two from the New. I'm just going to read them to you. <clears throat> Exodus. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. Two Chronicles. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. In Luke, by standing firm, you will gain life. And 1 Corinthians, therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm let nothing move you. So actually, I, I think this is quite an important idea of, of standing firm. Um, and it's mentioned a lot in the Bible. Um, and it's almost given as a command that we need to stand firm. Now, many years ago, back in the 1990s, some of you may recall Sharp on the telly. It was based in the Napoleonic Wars, and it starred Sean Bean. Now, Sean Bean and I are like that, because I went to see him once at the Richmond Theatre. He was in Macbeth. 
and I was right on the back row, couldn't have been any higher in the upper circle. But constantly, Sean Bean would search me out, you know, and we'd make eye contact. So, you know, we've got a thing going, Sean Bean and I. Um, but when I watched this episode of Sharp all those years ago, something he said as he was talking to his chosen men, who had never been in a battle before, that I've never forgotten because it took me right back to what Paul said in Ephesians 6. And if possible, we'll just watch a little video clip of Sharp. Those men who fought in a big battle before, one pace forward. This place is called Talavera. There's going to be a battle here tomorrow. You'll fight in it, maybe even die in it. But you won't see it. There's a lot of smoke in a battle. Our cannon, their cannon. Our shot, their shell. Our volleys, their volleys. You don't see a battle. You hear it. Black powder blasting by the ton on all sides. Black smoke blinding you and choking you and making you vomit. And the French come out of the smoke. Not in a line, but in a column. And they march towards our thin line. Kettle drums hammering like hell, and a golden eagle blazing overhead. They march slowly, and it takes them a long time to reach you. And you can't see them in smoke, but you can hear the drums. And they march out of the smoke, and you fire a volley. And the front rank of the column falls, and the next rank steps over them with drums hammering. And the column smashes your line like a hammer-breaking glass. And Napoleon has won another battle. But if you don't run, if you stand until you can smell the garlic and fire volley after volley, three rounds a minute, then they slow down. They stop. And then they run away. All you've got to do is stand and fire three rounds a minute. Now, you and I know you can fire three rounds a minute. But can you stand? Thank you. I just never, ever forgot that clip from Sharp. But can you stand? Now, standing is a military term, and it means to hold your ground. But it isn't passive. Sharp told his men to stand, but he also told them to fire three rounds a minute. When you became a Christian, <clears throat> you were drafted into God's army. And we're engaged in a battle, and we're engaged in a battle with somebody we can't see most of the time. But that person, the devil, is intent on taking our peace away and on taking away our salvation. 
But you know, there is the most amazing good news because the battle is already won. Jesus has already taken the ground ahead of us. We don't have to advance. He's already won the field. But what he calls us to do is to stand and keep the area that surrounds us, that we're standing on. Paul uses imagery from Roman soldiers with the armor. And the Roman soldiers at the time were the best trained and the best equipped soldiers you could find. But we are equipped by the best, with the best, just like those Roman soldiers. And we can celebrate because our names are written in heaven. Do you recall that feeling when you've been traveling all day and you get to your hotel and you struggle with your cases up to the desk and you give them your name and they get out the book? Well, probably these days it's the computer screen, but I'm going with the book image. You get the book out and they look down. Oh, yes, we have your reservation. And there's that, oh, thank goodness, they know I'm coming. And they call the porter over and he takes your bags and you go with him to your room and your room is lovely and clean and it's bright and you just throw yourself on the, bre- on the bed and it feels lovely. Well, can you imagine what it is going to be like when you arrive at heaven? You know, you struggle up to the desk. Is my name in the book? So they open the book and, oh, yeah, it's there. Fantastic, my name's in the book. But then they reach down another book, and this one is a bit more serious because your name is on the spine. And that is a book that records everything you've done. All the bad things are in that book. So they get the book down and they open it, but every page is blank and they flick through it, and there's nothing in that book because, of course, Jesus has wiped the whole lot clean for us. And then we go on to the room that Jesus has prepared for us. What a fantastic time that will be. But back to standing firm now. Being a Christian does not mean you're not going to have any problems, and you and I know that very well. Everyone in this room has gone through tough times, will go through tough times, perhaps is today. And we can choose our response to danger. It's um, the flight or fight response. Now, the flight one, which I often favor, is run away, bury your head in a pillow, and hope it all goes away. This never really works. Or we can do the fight one, so we can go on the offensive, get a bit aggressive, throw the first punch, get in first. But that tends to cause more problems than it solves. But the third way is God's way. And he tells us to stand. Now, a few years ago, I was given at hospital a very frightening diagnosis. And for a while, it felt to me as though the whole world had tilted. I was completely thrown off balance. 
And it was like being on a ship when a wave hits or a storm hits and everything moves. And I was really scared. <coughs> Now, I know absolutely nothing about boats and ships. But every time I started to think, how can I explain what I mean by stand, I kept coming up with analogies to do with ships. And at the weekend, I watched Pirates of the Caribbean on the telly, so I am now fully equipped to talk about ships, so I'm going to go ahead with my analogies. Um, and the one thing that a ship has to be, one thing on a ship that has to be manned at all times is the ship's wheel. Somebody has to stand there and hold on to it. So if you're in a storm, someone has got to hold on to the ship's wheel. And that's how I felt, that I was in a storm and that I was just clinging on to that ship's wheel with my feet firmly on the ground. I was scared. I would much rather have run off to my room, sorry, birth, um, and bury my face in a pillow and pretend nothing was happening, but I kept my place, I stood firm at the wheel, and I held on to my faith, and I held on to God. And I knew this was going to pass. Whatever situation you are in, it will pass. This isn't it. This isn't all there is. There is more. Stand firm. The other crucial thing you need to do when you're on a ship is keep one eye on the compass. And that, of course, is Jesus. So you need to cling tight to the steering wheel, which is your faith and God, and keep your eye on that compass. And sometimes I confess, as I was going through this difficult time, I felt my hand slip from the wheel. I felt sometimes that my faith in God and my trust in him, I started to question it. And my hand slipped from the wheel because of all that rain, all the wind, all those forces pulling you away from the wheel. So I got other people to help me. I got friends, I got my family to stand alongside me. And I would encourage you, when you're going through tough times, to get your fellow soldiers or sailors to stand alongside you. We are not an army of one. That is ridiculous. It doesn't make sense. The armor that Paul describes in Ephesians is for an army. Paul is not writing to us as individuals. He's writing to us as a church. We need strength and encouragement from each other if we're going to make it. We need to stand shoulder to shoulder with each other if we're going to survive. And these are instructions that Paul gives us to how, how to stand together and how to survive in battle. And of course, we're told that God is standing with us. We're not on our own. Um, he will use his strength and power to deliver us. He will protect us with his armor, and God will stay by our side and never leave us. These are his promises. 
When times are good, when you've got a bit of plain sailing, use those opportunities to dig deep into your faith. Strengthen your spiritual arm and leg muscles so that you can hold on and stand firm by doing Bible studies, by praying, join a life group, give support and receive support. Ask God to help you. And standing, you know, can be hard. It can be tiring. And it can be very uncomfortable. And maybe the person you're sitting next to now has been standing and is tired. So just check with your neighbor before you go and get your coffee. Are you okay? Are you still standing? And in Paul's words, how he finishes, he says, and when you have done everything, stand. Let's just pray to end. We love you, Lord. We need you. And we stand together in your great and powerful name. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck us from your hand. Till you return or call us home, here in the power of Christ we stand. In Jesus' name, amen. For more information about St Saviour's, please visit our website at www.stsaviourssunbury.com. Dot org dot uk